Now, hello everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur and a proud founder of Simple Podcast Cloud, a platform that gives the ability for a podcasters to host their media files and also we want to empower the podcasters to grow as they get popular and we do not put any limitations on them unlike any uh, other competitors. So if you're in the market for looking for a podcast host, do give us a try. Just go to podcastcloud.com and check us out there. And then speaking of podcasters, we have another amazing, outstanding podcaster who's going to be sharing his story and then inspire you to create either podcast if you're just starting out or help you along the way if you're doing this for a while. So without any further ado, please take your time to introduce yourself to the people who are listening to this show. Hey, thank you for having me, Mark. Uh, my name is Craig and Zana. I am a mental health advocate and I have a podcast. I've been a media creator for a very long time and this is actually my second podcast that I'm working on now. It's called Happy You Are Here. It's all about mental wellness. It's about taking, going a step beyond mental illness recovery or mental health and going on how can we strive through the same kind of principles. Okay, so how did you get started? You could have done anything. Why, why yeah. that particular topic? Well, so I did a different topic first. A couple of years ago, I had a podcast. I was uh, working as a film producer, and I had a podcast called The Producers Podcast. And it was okay. interviewing other producers, interviewing creatives about the business side of, of being a creative. And that did pretty well. I mean, um, you know, it would, it would have had a few hundred listeners per episode. It was, it was growing, and I just kind of got burnt out in that industry. <laughs> uh, and I transitioned out of that industry, and then I was like, well, this podcast is obviously not a good idea to continue doing i loved it i made a lot of really great connections through it and i still it's still up uh people can listen to it okay. there's some good stuff on there if you're interested in filmmaking or being a creative and making money that way and then through a bunch of different life circumstances i got really obsessed with philosophy basically the philosophy of how you live a better life um and then different habits and mindsets and mindfulness and all of these things and i really wanted to help give back and and be a voice of positivity uh, and not in that like kind of blanket positivity kind of way, but in like a more realistic kind of way. I just saw an opportunity there to really speak to people that I didn't feel like were being spoken to uh, because it's not an audience that has necessarily a lot of money. So sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but it's not a very easily monetizable audience. And I'm kind of playing the long game there rather than trying to monetize it really early. So that's kind of how I got into that. It's something that I'm just super passionate about and I wanted to uh, talk about it and interview cool people about it. All right, man. I'm so glad you went into the industry, but before we go into that in your podcast that yeah. you're currently doing, I am just simply curious, how or why did you get burned out when you last uh, podcast? Well, it wasn't really the podcast that burnt me out. That was one of the last things that I was doing that I still enjoyed. Um, it was just the industry. I had, you know, as a producer, as a film producer, you're raising money, you're building projects, you're doing a lot of work up front to hopefully get paid on the back end. And I had two projects that were pretty big not go through. They didn't make it uh, through to the finish line, basically, to the profit point. So I lost a lot of money. Some of my investors lost a lot of money. Um, and it just kind of like, I, pr I could have potentially t continued to push further, but it was just not, I had lost my passion for it. And maybe someday I'll go back to it, but I needed a break. 
<laughs> completely understand. I was just curious, you know, because yeah. I know a lot of people burn out for different, different reasons. Just curious to know what was your reason for it. I completely mm -hmm. understand. And then speaking of mindsets, what things have you known now compared to, let's say, two years from now? Share that with us. Um, yeah, so there has been so many things that I mean, okay, so first of all, doing the podcast, I've learned a lot of new things about mindset that I maybe didn't know or kind of knew, but I didn't really apply beforehand. And that's the cool thing about being able to interview all these incredible people is that you're constantly just learning from people. Yep. Um, and one of the big things is a lot of stuff around manifestation. I don't know if you're familiar with with that concept. And I know like people have a, a pretty big misunderstanding about like what that is, I think. I think the communication around it is getting better. But for the longest time, people heard like law of attraction manifestation and they thought like, that just means I need to say, I want a Lamborghini and it's just gonna appear in my driveway tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> it, doesn't work. it doesn't work that way, I can guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, it does not work that way. I mean, maybe, maybe you'll get really lucky and that'll work that way for somebody, but I don't think so. Um, I actually threw, I saw on Impact Theory, they interviewed the guy that wrote The Secret and he was like, yeah, no, that's not what I meant <laughs> when I wrote this book. He's like, you have to, get out there and put in the work, but you have to just believe, you have to put in the work assuming that you already have achieved the thing that you're, you're trying to achieve. And you have to, what I've learned in the last like year really, and it's incredible the difference that has made in my business and in my podcast and in everything that I've been uh, trying to achieve and my relationships, it's been, you have to learn to feel it, not just think it. Uh, it's really like embodying what the feeling of being successful is, what the feeling of being healthy is, what the feeling of being confident is. If you start to practice that, and it takes practice, it's not, if you're used to feeling a certain way, uh, it can be difficult just to like turn a switch and feel this other way. And, and, and the, the key gateway to that is gratitude. And a lot of people use that word and throw that word around a lot, but that right. when you experience gratitude, the feeling of gratitude, you, are experiencing a pleasurable experience as if it's already happened or as if it's currently happening. Okay. So it attaches you to that feeling. So if you start to feel grateful for all of your success and grateful for the income that you, you desire, the grateful for the connections that you want, then you'll get more of that because that's what you're giving your energy to in a very literal sense. That's how you're spending your time and energy and you're not getting in your own way. So much of success or the lack of success seems to in my experience and from the people that i've studied and, and pay attention to seems to come from getting in their own way as soon as people are able to get out of their own way a lot of us are much much more capable than i think we we think that we are absolutely i think yeah. we are our worst and the best friend and enemy you know our worst yeah. enemy and we are our best friend whether you want to admit it or not like for example if you're thinking like walking on the street right all of a sudden you saw somebody else look at you and then you'd be like oh, i don't know what that person thinking about them a person might be thinking you know i am fat or i'm skinny i don't have muscles i have to like a baggy loose or whatever and all those stories that we tell ourselves and the poor guy or the girl who's across the street they don't even give a damn about what you think of it like, <laughs> they might not have even noticed you exactly so it's like i totally understand and like, even if they did even if they were judging you it doesn't matter at all like that's them that's all them right and then think like like i say we're our own worst enemy and then i was 
in the same position, and I'm sure you felt it and other people feel, who's going through the same processes, like, I'm, we're the same way. Like, we think we are this individual, and I think we can literally blame it on the damn society because the society wants you to be perfect. Don't share the, all your flaws or anything like that. You know, don't share it with them because if you do, people are not going to like you. Yeah. You know? I think that's not- changed or is, is, is changing, which I really am happy and grateful for. Um, I think... I remember having, how old are you, Mark? I am young and 25. I'm nice. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be actually turning 30 and this, oh, okay. this Sunday. So you, you probably kind of have some concept of, of, and I think this still exists, but it existed more years ago and yeah. even more like 10, 20 years ago, which I obviously didn't experience either. I'm only 28. But the concept of like the employer and the employer like wanting you to appear as this like, kind of take your edges off you know like the rounded person and um, I remember when social media first was a thing and everybody telling you like don't post too much on social media like be careful what you share on there you're not going to be able to get a job if you like talk about your mental illness on there or you show like some if you're too focused on your passions and stuff like don't do that because or like if you post anything that's the vulnerable basically that makes you look human then you're not going to be employable and you know, don't put artwork on your body. Like, don't like do all of these things. Don't, 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 because that's going right. to affect your ability to become employed. Right. And what twofold, I mean, a lot of people are more entrepreneurial now than I think was the case before, uh, which is great. So then you obviously don't really have to worry about that. Um, and then also, I think there's just a, uh, people are coming around and realizing like, oh, okay, like this is not healthy to put people in boxes like this to make judgments about them in that way. I still think in the really, really corporate world, it's probably still the case, uh, which is unfortunate, but uh, it's it's changed for the better, I think, and continues to do so. And then the beautiful thing about that, I'm glad you said that, but in the corporate world, some companies still follow those rules. Others have learned to change it, but are the ones who still follow this old golden rules kind of thing. And those are the people who work for this company. They're finding that they want to become an entrepreneur and they're going to start their own side hustle per se. And then from there, they're going to start their own business. And some of them yeah. have successfully done it, you know? So yeah, definitely if you're in that world where you're like, hey, I want to Start my side hustle. Let's just say, for example, if somebody wants to start a side hustle as a podcaster, yep. right? what advice would you give a person to who just want to start a podcasting career or just start a podcast for the hell of it? Yeah. So, and interestingly, I used to work in radio, so I kind of have a little bit of an understanding of like how the monetization and stuff works on that side, even though I don't really monetize my podcast because that's not the goal. Um, But that's what I think you have to get really serious about uh, deciding early on is do you want, do you need this and do you want this to be a source of income or is this a passion and those can be, it can be mixed for sure. But what's the main reason? Are you doing it mainly because you're passionate about something or mainly because you want to make it into a living? Uh, and once you decide that, that will inform a lot of decisions you make about your show. And obviously, I think in the long run, if you have something that you're, pa- you're passionate about, you still will be able to monetize it once you have an audience built up. Right. But you're not going to be able to do some of the things that on the other side, if you were basing it around selling a product or a service, you can monetize that the second you have five listeners in a way because you can start to convert those listeners into clients. 
where if you're not like a coach, like I could easily, and maybe at some point I might do that. I could easily start coaching more people. I do a little bit, but I could do like, some really like go after that. Um, that's just not something I'm super interested in doing right now. Cause I want to focus on making the best content as I can for the podcast. That's not kind of, um, tinted by that, I guess, gotcha. make, make it not a sales pitch, but that's not to say there's anything wrong with, if you're trying to make a living, making it a product, making it a marketing channel for your product, charging people to be on your podcast. If you have a good audience, like there's all kinds of different ways you can monetize. But I think the most, one of the most important things early on is deciding which one of those lanes you want to go in. All right. So let's just split the difference. Let's go <laughs> yeah. both ways. Let's go both ways. Just not too far, but just enough. So let's say if somebody just wants to do it for hell of it because they think it's a cool thing to do, they don't care about the money. Let's go on that route first. Yeah. So what advice would you give? <clears throat> um, I would say if you can afford to have someone like edit your podcast and, and do some of that, like if you, let's say you have another job and you're doing this because you love sports and you're making a sports right. podcast or something. So let's, let's be specific. Let's stick with the sports, right? Let's yeah. say I, yep. I, I come to you as a great, I, I need help creating a podcast. What's the first thing I should do? Well, the very first thing that you should do is read up on software and like the technology there's so many different options don't get too caught up in it like you want to understand it it's the same thing that you tell young filmmakers like you don't want to spend years just researching what is the best streaming software what is the best video editor what is the best microphone because there's honestly not an answer to that everyone's going to tell you something else and you're going to just get caught up in this like constant like well I, i'll start when i get blank or i'll start when i get blank and i would say especially if it's just uh, or primarily a passion, right. start to start to research that stuff, but simultaneously start as soon as you feel even moderately comfortable. Everyone's first couple episodes kind of suck. <laughs> and you can always start another podcast later on like I did. Yeah, definitely. You know, So tell me about your very first episode that you recorded. How was that experience? Just so people who are just starting off, they'd be like, oh my God, I need to be this perfect thing, you know, thanks yeah. to corporate and we'll blame it on corporate world. And then tell us like, what was your first experience like? To be fair, I was a filmmaker first. So I had a lot of, and I had run audio on professional sets and stuff. So, and I worked as an audiovisual technician doing live uh, audio. Uh, so I don't really have experience with starting from scratch completely. Uh, but that said, my first couple episodes of the uh, producers podcast that I had done were totally just like over the phone recording with a rev podcast or rev call recorder. Okay. Um, and the the episode actually that show the episodes that I had the least amount of production work that I had done to it, the ones where I literally was like talking to someone over the phone while they were on the other side of the country were the most listened to episodes. And then some of the podcasts where I was in person and we had like actual microphone setups because we rented a podcast studio didn't perform as well. And it, because it wasn't, I was so focused on the technology and the, the hardware that I was not focused on necessarily what the best uh, content was. Yeah, obviously, at the end of the day, no matter what industry you are, whether you're a podcast, film industry, photography, you know, whatever industry, no matter where you are also in the world, content as the all saying goes content 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 is the king you know if you don't have good content and then nobody cares like nobody's yeah. going to tune into you, it you, know? you could have you could literally i mean and you're seeing it all over the place with with um all these different ways that you can report co co podcasts with your phone right like uh and actually actually that is totally i would 
set my phone in the middle of two of us talking and we would just talk back and forth and I would just record it on my phone. And those were the first episodes. That was basically that whole podcast. I only did one episode that I had like actual microphones and stuff. Um, and I mean, and it sounds fine. Like it's, I know a little bit about post editing, but you could totally hire someone to do that. Or you can just like say, Hey, it's good enough. As long as it's not horrible, it's good yeah, enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that's the key phrase right there. As long as you can hear yourself yeah. clearly, it's good enough and you should just go and publish it. Because if you try to perfect every single thing, like ums and ahs and ease or whatever, yeah. nobody cares. Like if think about it, if you think about it, if you have a conversation with your friends, have that format of your podcast. Because what happens when you have a conversation with your friends? Everything flows like so beautifully. Sometimes right. you become, at least I do, so surprised. Oh my God, I can't believe I said it like that. It was so perfect. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to think about it too much. That's absolutely it. And I, so here's the second point. So the first episode thing, when I did the first episodes for the Happy You're Here podcast, which was mm -hmm. totally different at, at first, the entire producer's podcast was interviews. The initial concept for Happier Here, which now it's formed, it turned into both, but the initial concept was to be solo episodes where I took a concept and I like riffed on that concept or I went really deep or tried to really like get emotional and inspire people with like kind of like a, like a you are enough kind of rant, you know, type thing, which I still really love those. Those are some of the earliest episodes and those I get all the time that, that, that like really helps people. Um, but I recorded 20 episodes of that in my car while I was traveling as a digital nomad and I didn't end up using those because I decide I changed a little bit uh, and I probably got too much in my head I probably should have just used those but I went back and when I got moved into an apartment I re-recorded them all because I didn't like how they sounded sitting in my car um, and I was swearing too much like that's not really my brand is to swear a lot I think it's fine I don't care but I was kind of like kind of kind of riffing off other people's vibes a little bit um, and it wasn't totally authentic to, to the way that I talk to people and the way that I inspire people. So I try, I listed those episodes that I had done and I was like, and, and this is totally the thing you could do too. If, if you're too, if you're not sure that you're ready to like start sharing them mm -hmm. is record a couple episodes and listen to them back, listen to them with some friends and get some feedback and think, and don't just beat yourself up about it, but think productively like, Oh, I could swear less, right? Uh, or I could record in a quieter spot, or you know, th those types of things helps you. But it's a fine balance because you don't want to be like over assessing yourself to the point where you're like, I can't do this. I'm terrible at talking, like, and where you get yourself stressed out when you get on camera uh, or on the microphone. It's it's important to find that balance, but totally like it is important to assess. You know, how did I do? You know, in that episode, every single episode that I record still on the happier here podcast even if i didn't edit it myself i still edit some of the episodes myself i will listen to it when it's first published i'll listen to the whole thing so that i can listen to it and go just kind of and not even like really intensely but just listen to it and, and be like oh, i talk too much there you know or uh I, I cut that person off or something like i could be a better listener is a lot often my deal but <laughs> Right. And I'm glad you brought that up because like one of the things that when you were saying that you record your for a few pop podcasts, the first 25 calls on your phone, whatever. And the thing that I learned just recently is like, and then I want to get back to you, like you listen to it 
and after you publish kind of thing I want to go into that yeah. was so let's say hypothetically if somebody's listening to this they're just starting out they record their podcast right and then uh they're in the car and you know wherever they want to record it the first podcast could be anywhere else so they record their podcast and then they listen to it what i recommend is like listen to that particular podcast two times one is don't listen to as soon as you record it because if you listen to it as soon as yeah. you record it because you still in that momentum like i know what i'm talking about and everything is flowing and even though things that you said or did not say they're not going to register in it. So wait about an hour or 24 hours, then go back to the place where you recorded it, uh, in your car or anywhere else, and then go listen to that after 24 hours. Because that's when your mindset or your thought process, when you are listening or when you are recording it, it's gonna be a lot different because within the 24 hours, a lot of things had happened. You had a stressful day, something happened to your girlfriend, or you had a birthday, or whatever the case may be, numerous kind of things. And you know, life happened, I guess, would be the best way to right, describe yeah. And then you, when you go to listen, it's like, oh crap, that actually, I didn't mean to say that, you know? So, thing, and then going back to what you were saying, you listen to it after you publish. So, how much time do you give after you publish you listen to it or is there a time frame for that i usually listen to it the day it goes up first of all partially it's because i want to double check that it's not uh the audio is not messed up or i didn't like accidentally cut out a huge portion that i or leave something in that i wasn't supposed to you know because right. uh, you know so, especially when you're interviewing people sometimes they'll be like oh i maybe they'll stumble over some words for a little bit and they're really embarrassed by it. Or like they say something they're not supposed to say because they're talking about something proprietary. Uh, that happens every once in a while. And you know, you just want to double check that those things didn't make it through into the published podcast. Um, but yeah, I listen to it right away uh, when it publishes, but at that point it had usually been weeks since I had recorded it. Um, and at least a few days since I had, I had edited it. If I, if I had edited it myself. Okay. So, and the re another reason why I wait until after it's published instead of doing it like the last second before I publish it is because if I listen to it the last second before I publish it, I'll think of a bunch of changes that I want to make. Uh, and I learned this in filmmaking where eventually you just have to hit publish. And unless there's some catastrophic error, you just let it go. And then you try to do better next time. I, you hit it right on the right. Yeah on the head nail right here on the head because you know no matter how much you think it needs to get perfect 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 just like there's that perfect syndrome you know it's kind of like i need to make it perfect 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 and then it gets to the point of like what is perfect if you keep on thinking about perfecting it there is yeah. no such thing as damn perfect so another way to look at it leave it the way it is the best you can at the moment that you have a knowledge of by the time you record your next episode, your knowledge obviously is going to increase because you're going to learn new things. So every single episode that you record is going to be improving and the curve is going to go up, which is a great thing to be, you know. Right. So 1% increment is what I would recommend. If you learn something in the first yeah. episode, second episode, try to re do what you did in the last episode. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a grind too. Like we, we both know this, like re recording a podcast is, is not just a walk in the park. It, it's, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And I get energized by it too. But sometimes something goes wrong. The internet connection doesn't work. Like the microphone is not working. Like whatever. There's all kind. there's so many points of failure that can go wrong. It doesn't show up like 
so many different things or maybe it's not as like well spoken as you hope they were like there's some sometimes it's just you don't like have a good conversation or whatever there's so many things that could go wrong uh and you have to learn to just roll with it i mean this is true for anything in life but in podcasting it'll teach you that because it happens a lot a lot yes definitely happens a lot and then you don't want to be the person who's like oh crap it didn't work not gonna redo this again you like you roll with it man you make the best of it because at the end of the day it's just not one segment of your podcast it's a podcast as a whole the whole audio is what people are gonna listen to it not be like let's say for example if your podcast is 30 minutes long hypothetically speaking and the two minutes are messed up yeah nobody's gonna care for that two minutes the other 28 minutes they be like the content was good and again, like I've had episodes where the audio was not as great as I had hoped it would be. Uh, and then I release it and I'm just like, oh, this is just one of those ones that I'm just going to put out and I'm just going to move on because this is not good. And then immediately people will be like, I love this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. And I'm like, okay, the nor- the average person does not pay that much attention to the audio quality. Uh, exactly. it's, it's a little, And there's a lot of stuff you can do if there's like lag or like delay. There's a lot of stuff you can do in post-production to level that out. All right, so since you're the expert and you have this career or this uh, expertise of film editing, mm-hmm. tell me how you edit your podcast. Yeah, Try so- to be as, as detail-oriented as you possibly can. Okay. <laughs> well, I actually, I, I use Premiere Pro to edit, uh, right. which is totally, even the audio. I, 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 Premiere Pro has audio essentials now, which allows you to do uh, EQ and noise reduction and, and all of that stuff. So... If, if let's assume that I'm doing video, because I always try to do video. Sometimes the video gets messed up. So I just, I can just roll with it. I'm like, well, this episode doesn't have any video, uh, which just happened for not the last recent episode, but the, the one before that, where I had a great guest. He was awesome. He brought it. He had so much energy, so much advice. Uh, we recorded the video, but the time record just like messed up. So uh, like it recorded like two seconds and just like froze. And I was so upset, but I was like, this guy is so busy. There's no way he's coming back on the show anytime soon. Like, I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, so normally, though, I would bring it into Premiere and I keep everything separate by episode, but I also have templates. So like the um, and I do this for my editors, too. So actually, I part of my marketing agency, we do video editing. Uh, and this is we do everything a lot of stuff for different influencers whether it's podcasters or social media influencers or youtubers or something and we really base a lot off of templates so we're creating a premiere pro template so that's just basically having a sequence a timeline that's set up already that has the intro music the like if there's an intro graphic or something already set up it has like an overlay it has the end thing and that way you're just swapping out the body of it and then you can chop it up and then I run everything. I chop everything up before I do any post audio work. Okay. And then I run it. I export it so it's all one file. So that the because it, it kind of messes it up when there's a bunch of little files because like the little cuts because it'll apply the noise correction based off of that little cut, not the whole sequence. And I want the noise correction or whatever the EQ to be based off the whole sequence, especially if there's like a little like two frame clip right like we really mess it up um so i export it like the raw edited audio and then run that through the audio essentials or whatever eq stuff um and i honestly don't put much effort into the video i just kind of cut it with whatever um however it's synced up to the obviously like especially if there's lag or something it takes a little bit of effort to like sync that up and do all of that but uh and then i export it in like 
you know, just the video format for YouTube. I export it as just high quality audio. I do like the like two fifty six, um, uh, that high uh, MP three. Yeah, because most of the time I'm recording in WAV files, so sometimes they're pretty high oh. quality. And I just like I'm like you know what it's 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 gonna go on Anchor, so it's like fine. It's right. gonna go on whatever platform. Like it's gonna be usually they can handle it. I don't know. I'm assuming your <laughs> platform can handle. Uh, hell, hell yeah. the file sizes, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. It doesn't if, matter. I guess if you were recording to Libsyn or something, right? Like where they throttle your amount of like uploads, then totally you want to be a little more careful with how you're uh, exporting the, those files. But I'm not <laughs> because because I only use unlimited uh, platforms. Cool. Uh, and the same thing with YouTube. Like YouTube, it doesn't really matter. You can export it as high quality as you want, and then and then I don't leave anything on my computer afterwards. I just delete it. Because I can always go back and I can download it from my host, which is wow. super like I've been doing video editing for 10 years and I very rarely need to go back and uh, use something in a way that I can't just go to where I uploaded it and download it. I am so baffled. <laughs> <laughs> so with that particular comment, you don't back up no. anything like that's living dangerously. I know. Yeah, I, I well, that's not fair. I do. I do back look back up everything onto a Dropbox folder. Um, but so it doesn't live on my computer though. So it doesn't matter how much space I'm using on my computer because I have the unlimited Dropbox. So like I just upload everything to Dropbox. Um, I just take it off my computer because otherwise things would take up too many files. Yeah. And then I'd be too focused on trying to compress it. And I just don't want to worry about that. And then I also go through and I will pick at least one little clip from the episode. Uh, sometimes I'll pick three or four and usually when I'm editing, I'll like make markers on the timeline to say like, Oh, there's something interesting. They said, right. uh, to be able to go back and say, and I'll take a clip that's like maybe 30 to 30 seconds to a minute long and subtitle that manually, uh, okay. where like it has the subtitles like burnt in. So like if you're on social media, you can just like see the words or whatever. Hang on. Hang, hang yeah. on a second. <laughs> You are blowing me away with these things. <laughs> you don't back up, and you manually add the subtitles for every social media. Like, what? Yeah, because the automated things that I've used are not good. They just like don't ca like they're not. I I've tried it, and for certain things, I've used Descript. I don't know if you're familiar with Descript. Um, I have used other platform. I will share with you, which is going to save you a ton of time. But I'll let you finish first. I'm well, the thing is, is a lot of places that I found just a don't have the the consistency of accuracy like they're all say they're 95 percent accuracy every single time i give them something there's at least one or two words that are messed up and it drives me right. crazy um and then b uh mine are like very particularly branded they're not just like based off of a template so it uses the color it uses the font that we use and I, I mean if you have someone that does that and does it it's like um reason i mean when i do it myself it's free technically so it's hard to spend money on that but it depends how much it is if it's worth my time then i totally would do that but i like Dude, doing it too because i'm a video editor so i understand that trust me i totally get that i did the photography myself so i get the whole you know do it yourself is the perfect yeah. way to do it and everything else but if you can get a platform in which it can help you create those subtitles or captions that are up to 90% accurate and then you can live edit it the other 10% and then when you're done with it you can create yourself a social media uh, file for your Instagram your yeah 
you know, LinkedIn and a Facebook and things of that nature. And then also, if you could put a what what it's called the Gary Vee bar or red bar that goes across that says, "Hey, this many yeah. this much video has done." If you can get that, would you be happy with it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it would depend on like what the branding of it looked like and like how well, how much they could fit that into what what what's already done, and and I mean and I'd be open to it for sure. Uh, and mostly because when I was building the podcast, I was purposely doing everything myself because I was trying not to spend any money on it. Uh, no, no, and no, now I totally get yeah. it. I mean, get the whole thing. She, you know, don't spend too much money. Now that my business is doing a lot better, I'm, I'm more like, okay, you know, my time went from being worth $30 an hour to being worth like a hundred or $300 an hour. And it's like, I need to, uh, that, that time is valuable. Basically I could be working on or in my business during that time. Um, but it doesn't take me that long to make those. Honestly, it takes me like 15 minutes. Imagine this. And I'm not trying to convince you. I don't care what you do with it, but I'm just trying to like, hey, I want to optimize my time as best way as possible because, you know, throughout my years, I learned the most valuable currency in anywhere in the world is your time. Once you yeah. spend it, you don't get it back. Unlike money, you can get it back. But time, once it's gone, it's gone. And that 15 minutes per episode or 20 minutes per episode, whatever, and you have 20 episodes, that particular time adds up. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, the 20 episode you're going to do, you save yourself 10 hours. The 10 hours, you could do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah, when you put it that way and I think of how much I charge per hour, it's like, well, that's a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. So let's just say $100 an hour. Use, use what, $100 per an hour plus 20 hours. What, $2,000 you just lost? Yeah, right. <laughs> So I need, the trick is I need to make sure that I'm actually utilizing that time that right, I right, save. Right. That's right. where I, I've, I've been finding that in my business too, is like I might automate or outsource something or, or have my team do it. I really, that's where I'm at right now is like, I'm really enjoying giving my team work. That's for the podcast or for our, our own marketing work because it's like, it's, it's doubling down on like, I practice what I preach. I'm selling someone something. Do I want to use it myself? You know? Right. I mean, I get it, right? So this is just like a, this is literally a free resource you could use and see if you like it. If you like it, you can obviously go into the premium plan and I have no affiliation with this or but I use it myself. I still but use can it. Can you say on the show what it is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's called VDO. It's V-E-E-D-I-O. You go in there and then pretty much you sign up for your account and then you upload your video part of it. If you do use the, I think the the free version where they allow you to have up to like 50 meg of a video file or audio file and things of that nature. And once you're on there, you go into the dashboard and then they give you this canvas in which you can literally put in your video part of it. If you don't have a video, if you have an audio part, which would be a lot more smaller file size, sure. you plug that in there and then it will automatically transcribe your uh, audio of what, whether it's a video or audio, it will transcribe it and then it will allow you to put it in anywhere in the canvas and then you can add your own picture on it as well if you have a video, uh, if you have the audio part of it. If you have video, it will just go accordingly as you speak, it will go accordingly there and then it's gonna be 90% accurate. That's my experience has been, but still 90% accurate compared to 100% zero is like, I'll take the 90%. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, so you go there and then do that and then also allows you to add 
your uh, graphic emojis and things in the nature and it's extremely extremely uh, useful and if you want I can send you a link to my YouTube channel and just check that out it's so extremely powerful I'm like oh my yeah, god once sure. I discovered that I'm like wow I couldn't believe it like, I definitely see? will check that out I, I also use Descript and they, and they just came out with um, Descript is like a, a video an audio and video editing software where you edit through the transcript it's really weird it's to get used to i don't use it to edit the podcast but i do use it to do the transcription because it allows you to go in and edit it all pretty distinctly i've been looking at other uh, uh transcription services i've used rev before uh, i just had someone pitch me in my email i forget what they're called uh and i haven't tried them yet and it's like a um, a widget that can go into like your WordPress site and it like will automatically do your episodes like so and it's not even that expensive It's like 25 30 bucks a month. So uh, if that actually works, that's pretty cool uh, So I'm I'm open to trying new things with it for sure. Like even Descript has audiograms that you can export um, And you know, I've used them for some of the episodes where I don't have video because that's just the quickest way to go from like transcription to the um the audiogram and it, it does a really good job uh but if i'm using video that i haven't found a good solution for that yet so i'll definitely check out that uh vid.io vid.io or whatever it is yeah is a video v-e-e-v-e-e-d-i-o i'm pretty line. sure i've seen an ad for them or a couple ads for them and i've checked them out before but i've never like actually uh like and it was year, like over a year ago so they probably improved too since then and then, you know, think about this podcasting thing. Literally, I found that out when I interviewed somebody else. Guys, like, you should check that out. I'm like, what do you mean? Just like, you're like, what are you talking about? I yeah. manually do that or I do it. I have used the script. I use Tammy. I use uh, Reb. I use all bunch of them out there. So I'm fully invested into this process of things. So when I discovered that, I'm like, holy crap, I am sold. And just this is a power trick tip or hidden secret people who may not know about it if you upload your video to youtube they will transubscribe it and behind scene you can download those transcription as you go as long as you see free. clearly exactly yeah and there, there it is has a lot of trouble if there's people talking over each other but besides that it's especially if you're a solo episode it's great it works i used to do that for some of the early episodes yeah, definitely. You know, so people who are just, just just doing this podcast thing, you know, check out the video and I'll put the link in the description for everybody who wants to be interested in there. You know, check that out. And you can obviously create after you're done with the whole playing with the dashboard, export it out into a social media video. And then you could just use that video as a promotional or you can even use it as an advertisement for your Facebook and things of that nature. So it's powerful stuff. So enough about that crap. <laughs> <laughs> We got sidetracked there for a second. You just gave them like a five-minute commercial. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even getting paid for it, so it's fine. It's all about people who, you know, can yeah. actually use the knowledge and get created, uh, create awesome, awesome podcasts. So let's move on. So we got the equipment. We got the technical side of how they can edit it and then how they can get a video of the social media. And then let's move on to the next phase of it. And the next phase will be how do you go about spreading the word out there so anyone and everyone and their brother and mother can go listen to it? You know, that is something that I'm constantly playing around with and tweaking. But I do have, I have like a checklist because it's a lot of it's manual work, um, which actually I'm looking at having one of the VAs that's on my team just paying them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we can offer that as a service to other people too. So that's kind of something I'm playing around with right now um, because it works pretty well. We we go, I mean, so that's the first step is obviously post it to your you know website. Uh, I always post to like the happierhere.life website and 
you know, we'll embed the audio uh, player on there. If there's, the, if there's a YouTube video, that'll be on there. And there's links to all of the different, um, you know, places where you can listen. It's like, you can listen to this episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Then there's the show notes, kind of the description. And then there's the transcription all on that like blog post. So obviously like ideally I want people to go to my website so that I get that traffic and I can, they can see other episodes. They can see articles because I write articles that are not the podcast. Um, so from there I take that link and then I will like, uh, upload, let's say the video, like there's one of those like subtitled videos or something to like, I have a couple that I'm still playing around the process because I'm constantly kind of tweaking and evolving it, but basically it's putting it on every platform. Uh, yeah. I use Hootsuite uh, to do some of the scheduling okay. um, because it's free. You can use Hootsuite up to 30 posts scheduled out for free. Um, so I do that for like Instagram because I don't like to get on Instagram very often. So I, I do that to post on Instagram. Uh, I do it for LinkedIn. I do it for Facebook even. And then, from there i will once that has posted like the next every time i have an episode that's going to be posted i schedule like an hour that morning to go and like promote it and what i'll do is i'll go into relevant facebook groups and i'll post it and i'll t- say why this is relevant and 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 when i say relevant facebook groups unless you're a podcast like yours the relevant facebook groups are not podcast groups i can't like stand when i see that like uh you know and i'm interested in other people's podcasts if i'm in a sure. podcast group but like don't spam us with it. Like that's not that's not the audience that you want. You want whatever the audience of your show is. If you go to use that sports example, like if you're if you're a sports fan, like let's say you're a Huskers, a Nebraska, uh, like a UNO uh, Huskers fan, then like and there are podcasts about that. There's probably Facebook groups dedicated to that, and also Facebook groups dedicated to Omaha and Lincoln and the major cities in Nebraska. So like you can find a ones that are like obvious no-brainers so like for me like mental health groups like wholesome advice groups like different like uh, growth mindset that kind of stuff is usually relevant and i try to think for each specific podcast i have a whole list what i do so that it's very annoying to go into facebook and like look up every single group and try to remember what those groups were so whether it's for for a client or for myself or for another project that i'm working on i keep uh bookmark folders on my google chrome it has a bookmark of every single one of the groups that I think are relevant to that topic. So that way I can just go through, I open them all up as tabs and then I go through one by one by one and I'll just basically copy and paste the same message and then I'll tweak it to fit that specific thing so that I'm not just spamming them. Right. Uh, and th- the difference between me doing that and not doing that is about half the viewership. So it's like a significant uh, difference when you when you promote it that way. It's unfortunately, I think that the reach through groups in the last couple months has decreased. And uh, that makes me think that uh, Facebook is deprioritizing them in their algorithm. Uh, so that might not work for very much longer. Um, yeah, I am not even saying anything. I, mean, <laughs> I, I know a few things, but I will let you finish. <laughs> yeah. So that's not working as well as it was, but it still does work a little bit. Um, what we also we have an email list. And that goes out once a week and it summarizes all the episodes. We get a, a decent amount of listeners from that. And then uh, I also will go on on Byte and TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram stories and Facebook stories and just do like a quick like not repost the video. I've, I tried it both ways a lot of different times. I will not like just post the, the social media video. I'll show my face live and say, hey, this is a topic we just covered. I think you would like it for these reasons. Go check it out. The new episode is up now. 
uh, ideally. Again, obviously, I don't always follow that to a T. But, uh, and the best way that I found to do that is to do it on Byte because Byte immediately downloads it to my phone. And then I could just re-upload it from Byte. The 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 Byte is like a TikTok competitor. If you don't know, I was gonna say I don't know what <laughs> it's the same Byte guys that this... made Vine. Okay, I never heard of the Byte. So this is like a brand new thing. Oh yeah, it's a. So, it's, it's, so it's tell me a little bit about it. What is it about? It's gaining a lot of traction because the people are like exiting TikTok and looking for like other platforms to be on that are similar, and it's very similar because it's basically it is Vine. It's the guy. It's one of the guys that made the original Vine made this bite app a few years ago and it's been slowly growing over time and just recently it like started to explode because a lot of users from tiktok have jumped ship off tiktok and went over to bite um so it's still that really young like early adopter audience but for my show like mental health and stuff like that's totally relevant to them so i found a lot of really great connections and found some listeners over there um but yeah, so I'll, I'll post the video there, which again, it's like that forces you, it's 16 seconds. So it forces you to be like concise and just like get to the point and send them to the podcast. Wait, just 16 yeah. seconds? What can you say in 16 basically, seconds? Hello, my name is Mark Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you can basically say like the, the gist of the podcast. You should be able to, you know, you kind of have to think about it. I usually start it and I'm like, nope, not enough. And then I'll like reset it and I'll do it a couple of times before I get it right. Um, and I just am summing up like what the topic of the podcast is um, and then like where you can go find that podcast and then like asking them to go do it. Uh, and then, yeah, I just take that video and I repost. And the great thing about the 16 seconds is that will fit then on every other platform. That'll fit on the, the TikTok. That'll fit on Snapchat. That'll fit on Instagram stories. That'll fit on Facebook stories without having to do a bunch of extra work because you're literally, it takes like, that whole process takes me five minutes. Well, because you've been doing it for so long, you master it like boom, boom, boom. Well, boom, yeah, boom. right. The if first I, time I, the first time I, I did it, I think to it, do it like, like no half way. hour, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to piggyback on what you said, but like, I don't know about other platforms and then things like TikTok and Snapchat and Byte, which is a new one I just heard. I'm going to check that out. Is it like a Byte.com or something? Or, um, or I don't or remember what that is. On the app store, yeah, it's Byte. Um, right, okay. Like B-Y-T-E. B-Y-T-E. Got it. Yeah, I don't know about all those, but th- there is something that I do, which is like a Facebook integration with Instagram. You know, unlike your Hootsuite and other platform that are like, hey, we will automate your feed for Instagram where we will schedule it and it will go on to your Instagram right at, at the time that you do it. And then there's plenty of companies out there that do like, hey, uh, they do it and you get a text message, you got to upload at that time and things of that nature. And what Facebook did was they found a way that, hey, if you are, if you have a Facebook fan page, Page and you connect that to your Instagram uh, account together, then you go into business.facebook.com and you connect that together. And over there, you can schedule your post as well as your story into yeah, three you, months three months in advance, which is like huge. Yeah, you can do that. The the cr- creator studio is yeah, and then Hootsuite lets you schedule. Uh, Instagram post now that didn't use that literally they just started doing that a couple months ago but I mean maybe maybe a year ago actually but uh, they didn't use to it. it used to be where it would like but stories they it, now they allow you to schedule stories but it's actually the little notification I find it easy enough to just do the stories like the second of but it actually I will I, I kind of looked into the stories thing the scheduling the stories thing um, before and then I kind of got distracted and forgot about it because I was just doing it a few days ago uh, within the creator studio on Facebook. Um, yeah, definitely check it out because what, yeah. what it does was allow, you could just batch it, your 
your content and then one day let's say saturday around nine o'clock to 12 o'clock you bash that thing that time frame is only just just to like pretty much calendar lot on monday it's gonna go here tuesday's gonna go here and right. thursday friday saturday whatever and then with the stories the, the good thing about it is that you can upload a video but also a thumbnail that will catch attention as compared to if you do it straight from your instagram you cannot upload a thumbnail interesting just, just, yeah just for, food for thought you know yeah that's not something i've dug too much into yet yeah, i love it because at one time because obviously on, the stories is like where people are paying attention that's where the ten attention is at on every platform they call it story or instagram tv whatever you know things yeah. of nature. they call it different, different things but yeah definitely look well, so into when you, that just that. curious when you when you when you schedule something onto Inst i saw the thing where you can schedule it onto instagram tv does that publish it to your stories or does it just publish it to the instagram tv that's valuable too but i was just wondering uh i believe it's to the instagram tv yeah but I, I don't think there's a way to schedule the stories quite stories. yet not yet at least anyway but again and that's then, like 15 seconds it's seriously not like you shouldn't be doing like 20 minute stories some people do <laughs> like some are actually really big instagrammers do that and but that's because they already have the audience right they already have an audience that wants to listen to them talk for 20 minutes <laughs> trust me you'll get there at the rate you're going which i guess at podcast yeah i mean that's kind of what people are here for right so so now we know how we can actually promote our podcast on different different platforms what's left to do is in your podcast how do you get people to actually well let me rephrase it what's one call to action during your podcast you should absolutely include based on your experience so my favorite call to action, I played around with a ton of different ones. The one that has I've directly seen the most results from is asking people to share it with one person that they think would be uh, this episode would be valuable for is how I word it, you know. So like especially because my stuff's about specific like healing and specific uh, like methods of, of overcoming mental illness or, um, you know, thriving, like almost always, you know, someone listens to that episode and someone comes to mind and and those are the people that then i can kind of pay attention to it where you know one of my original listeners sent the podcast to so and so and i used to do a contest which if i had more money to throw around i would keep doing where if you took a screenshot of the person that you sent it to then you were entered in the contest that's how you got entered you had to send me a screenshot of you sending it to somebody okay. uh and that worked. It did. Like people totally were doing it, which I should do it again now that my listeners base is much bigger. Um, and even just for a few episodes or something, just to kind of spur that on because it, it's so much more personal. And the, the listeners that came over are still here, you know, because they're not just it wasn't just like shared on on their Facebook page or their Instagram page or something. Some people did that, too, and, and still do that. But I don't ask them to do that. I ask them to make that like personal connection. Uh, because I think that, again, that's kind of because I'm taking the long road. I think those are the people that are going to be like long term invested in the show uh, because it made an impact on, uh, through that. And they had a, a it's like a, a referral, really. Dude, I am so glad you said that because we literally had a meeting last night with our Simple Podcast Cloud team. And we were literally we're going to do that. So literally, I am not even kidding. We're going to do this contest thing where to help promote our, our, our Simple Podcast Cloud. Where like, hey, yeah. if you are listening to the show on iTunes and you love what you heard and you would also like to hear or actually have the option or get into the entry where you get a free membership for a whole almost a year for on our platform. Send us a review 
and then send us a uh, actually give us a review and then uh, send email us the review at sport sport at simplepodcastcloud.com and I'll put that in the show notes as well and then you'll be entered to hear that in. I literally just talked about that last night talking to my team yeah. so I'm so glad you said that like wow, that's why I'm smiling like this is so cool yeah there's so many different ways you can I, mean, I think like running a contest I used to work in radio running contests work like I used to be so jaded about that before I worked in radio and I was like why is everyone always doing these contests they're so scammy or whatever but like First of all, someone does, I, I, that used to be my job was to give away the prizes and people, every person that would come in and be like, well, I never win anything. <laughs> like, you know, um, so like, obviously people, I mean, we gave away so much money and so many prizes worth so much money. Like, and I mean, it had built like a, I don't know how much money we were making, probably over a million dollars a year at that small town radio station. Um, because a lot of it was based on promotions and so I took that to heart when I started my podcast. I definitely got lazy about it as I grew, but uh, this conversation has inspired me to, to go back and do that again, which like, you know, doing something that's a, if you have a service, giving it away for free, that's a really great way to do that in a way that's not going to cost you a lot of money. And it's going to be the people that are entering the contest are going to, they're going to be good fits for your service too, because they're going right. to care about getting that free version that free year of your software or that free consultation like whatever that is um i was giving away books is what i was doing because a lot of the stuff was concepts and things that i had learned from books so i was like i will have a conversation with you whoever the winner is and give you a personalized not just book recommendation but i will send you a book or send you an amazon gift card for the book okay that's great uh, i'm so glad you said i am just like thrilled with the whole concept of it because i literally just had this conversation yeah it's kind of like wow and it just i think now it's just the way i look at it if, if i think about it and later on or just somebody else talks about it it just happened it's fate i have to do it absolutely yeah i agree <laughs> I really have to do it. So starting next episode, how I can even do it now? Like, for example. Uh, I mean, you pretty much just told people about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. So it's kind of like, thanks to you for making that happen. Because we, if if I would left it up to me, I would have just postponed it for another week yep. or two or whatever. I'm like, let's just do it, you know. So once again, if you truly enjoyed listening to me and Craig here, and then you want to leave us a positive uh, review and then take a screenshot of it, just send it to sport at simplepodcastcloud.com and you will be entered to win a whole year of uh, hosting platform that you can use on our platform. So it's I'm going like, to do wow. that. I'm going to enter. Yeah, you enter. So you guys yeah. better go enter. Otherwise, I'm going to win it. <laughs> can yeah, I win? Definitely. Is that fair? <laughs> and if I leave are, a review. Man. Yeah, yeah. You can leave a review and enter it and just send it to us. We'll take care of you. You know, we'll draw, <laughs> we'll, we'll actually draw, actually what will make it better is like you can enter to win whatever, whatever. And then for my let's just say september 15 it will be the enter the win drawing and whoever we, we're gonna pick five winners so whoever those people are you get to have a full years of a subscription to our platform absolutely free and then obviously i'll be here to helping you out any question you have and then you know helping you promote your podcast on any which way i possibly can so you not only just have a subscription but also you get to have a lifestyle entrepreneur helping you grow your business that's awesome. That's a lot of value, man. <laughs> and thanks to you now, since you brought this whole thing up, like, wow, that's just like epiphany. You know, it has to happen. Like, wow, that's yeah, so cool. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So having said all that, first of all, thank you so much for being here. And last thing, what I always do on most of my podcasts is, is like, let's play this two question game. Okay. One question is where 
wherever you are in your life right now. It doesn't matter whatever age group you are right now. Mm-hmm. So let's say if the 18-year-old of your younger self asks you for advice, what advice would you give that younger version to get the way you are a lot faster? I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give my my 18-year-old self is to work harder. <laughs> Uh, and that that will will get you the the things that you're looking for because I think I looked for for satisfaction and and well being everywhere else except for just like working on something that mattered to me, and that led to like so many like you know rough circumstances and it it could have been all avoided if I would have just really dedicated myself to at that time it would have been filmmaking that I was passionate about if I would have tried harder and, and dedicated myself to instead of partying and stuff like basically just don't party you don't need to do it it doesn't matter don't party it's not worth okay. it okay <laughs> that's that's your advice to yourself that's my man. advice to myself yeah right. fair, fair enough you know hang I out with friends question. and have fun but like don't yeah you don't you don't need to go crazy <laughs> <laughs> All right, because I'm always uh, amazed and surprised and, and excited to hear these different answers. And then you, everybody That's has a great question. Answers. Yeah, yeah it's a really good question because you know, and then you get this all these different answers. Like, wow, I never even thought about <laughs> that. I love one day I had this uh, another gentleman who was like, I would tell that like, don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. That's basically Move. my answer, you know, in, in a right. specific way to how I wasted my time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, second question would be. What is thing or things that you're so excited about it that no one can stop you from getting it? Oh. Mm. So the thing that I am most excited about is I am working towards buying land that I can turn into a retreat center and a music festival spot. And the reason I'm doing that is because that music festivals and retreats and stuff were pretty pivotal moments for my like you know feeling included and learning to like love myself and things so like i want to be able to create that for other people and i'm it's going to happen it's just a matter of time uh to gain the resources and buy the land and and develop the land but you know watch out like five years or so happy you're here music festival will be a thing <laughs> cool man when you get that festival make sure you send me a ticket i can come and check it out yeah for sure you'll get a free <laughs> ticket yeah cool man cool all right man thank you so much for being here and last but not least i want to leave the floor up to you to share anything you want more importantly where can people find you or get in touch with you yeah so i mean just one final thing is just like if you're you know interested in starting a podcast or if you already started a podcast resiliency is such a big part just like starting it and and just doing it and and really just learn to fall in love with the conversations you get to have even if crickets are listening you know it's still a valuable pursuit and i think that you know you don't have to be ashamed of enjoying it just because whether or not it's making you money i think that's it's it's a misnomer that everything has to make us money uh and you can find me uh on happyyouarehere.life that's where that's the best place to to look us up and find the show you can find all kinds of uh, mental health and mental wellness resources on there. And, and there's also some contact information for me. All right. Awesome, man. And once again, thank you for being here. We are here at Simple Podcast Cloud team. Definitely thank you for being here, taking the time in your busy schedule to talk to us and helping our fellow podcasters. I wish you much, much success in your life and happiness. Thank you, Mark. I, I'm happy to be here.